is Stevie Rochelle from Top and Metal Sludge. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock. What's up? This is Dave Rude from Tesla. And you're listening to Music Mania. Music Mania. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. You the best! You got the best! We roll tonight to the guitar fight. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Well, I certainly hope this podcast finds you home, safe, happy, and healthy. We're all just trying to get through this together. And I tell you what, as we springboard into the spring and summer months, it gets a little harder for me because the weather's getting nicer. You go outside, you can at least go out on your deck and have a drink, grill some steaks, um, you know, have a couple of your friends over, no more than six, right? But at this point, you start looking ahead to summer concert season, and that's where all the uncertainty really lies for a lot of us music fans. You think about how many summers of your life, the soundtracks of your summers have been in these you know, live event settings, outdoors, some of the amphitheaters. I know for me growing up, it was going to Sandstone. Uh, my first concert out there was Poison back in 1999. And just all the shows that I've seen out there since, and my life is so heavily predicated on traveling and sports and music. And right now that's been taken from us and everybody is affected by this in a different way. You know, for me, I feel a little bit stifled creatively. Now, granted, being able to be here in my home studio, recording interviews, we are absolutely backlogged with the interviews. So the good news is there's a lot of musicians that are home and bored and they want to talk to me. They want to relishing the opportunity just to talk some music, you know, have something to break up their day a little bit. And I sure appreciate that. And we've got some great interviews coming up. In fact, today, David Ellison from Megadeth is going to be joining us to talk about his school's out initiative, um, as well as um, his new solo song, Simple Truth, which uh, that single is going to be available April 17th. So coming right up here. Uh, also, we're going to be welcoming Mitch Perry, guitarist extraordinaire. He's worked on such legendary albums as MSG's Perfect Timing album back in 1987. He's done some work with Aerosmith. He's basically uh, played with everyone. Mitch Perry, he's out in LA, and he himself has um, a new um, album coming out. It's called Music Box. Um, his new single is called Believe. In the midst of a world crisis, uh, Mitch Perry, legendary guitarist and songwriter, shines a light of hope on the world. Like everyone else um, in America, Mitch is following the guidance of Shelter in Place. Unable to tour, what better time than to make a difference and get his song out? This timely message is now. Song Believe is very touching and it is very timely. Please check out the Mitch Perry group. They are tremendous. Mitch Perry's been around LA. He's done it all. And we're going to be talking to him on our second interview. But uh, David Ellison, not only does he have um, a new single um, called Simple Truth, but he's also launched a Schools Out initiative, 
Providing one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions and music instruction from current and former members of Megadeth, Five Finger Death Punch, Guns N' Roses, Anthrax, Black Star Riders, Alice Cooper, Seven Dust, and many more. So we're going to be talking about that and much more with David Ellison, talking about kind of the momentum that Megadeth had that was sort of halted. Of course, um, frontman Dave Mustaine, uh, who has a clean bill of health from cancer, was uh, back on the road. They just, uh, right before kind of all this started, they were um, overseas in Italy uh, performing. And then this kind of happens. They have, a, you know, a big tour coming up with Lamb of God uh, in the fall. We just don't know what's going to happen right now. We hope that's a go. We're going to get into that with them about, um, you know, writing for the new album. When can we expect that to happen? Is that a 2020 or 2021 type thing? A lot of uncertainty in the world right now, but guys, we're bringing you these interviews and it's what we do best. It's what we love to do. This podcast is about the musicians, their stories, and what uh, the projects they have coming up. So in future episodes, we have uh, Gus G, former Ozzy Osbourne and Firewind guitarist. We have Eric Martin from Mr. Big going to be joining us. That was a tremendous interview. You already have that one in the can. And we got some uh, other big things in the works as well as we are um, about midway through April here. So Thank you so much for sticking with us. Thanks so much for um, giving us feedback and uh, subscribing to the podcast, which you can do Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Of course, you can check us out on our website. It is ignitroentertainment.com. That's where you can get all of our show archives, um, all the concert reviews that I do. You can also go to musicmaniapodcast.com to do that. Uh, any feedback is always welcome. You can hit me up at musicmaniapodcast.gmail.com. So without further ado, let's head to our first interview of the week. It is with David Ellison from Megadeth. Hey, David. How you doing, man? Yeah, buddy. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, doing, doing great, man. It's... uh. It's been too long, I feel like. Uh, you, we had you on uh, not long ago, but you know what? It's always great to bring you back, my friend. And I'll tell you what, you you of all people have been keeping very busy during this time, my friend. Uh, from the new single, Simple Truth, to the School's Out initiative, things are really, I mean, you're really rolling it out there, man. Uh, keep them busy. How's it been going? Yeah, thank you. You know, it has been busy. I, um, you know, I normally work out of my home office studio anyway when i'm home off a tour so for me it's just kind of just a day in the life anyway <laughs> it hasn't really affected me <laughs> too much as far as just kind of the flow of my 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 work day if you will um and you know to be honest with you um <clears throat> this this whole obviously this pandemic has crisis has given rise for opportunity for my foundation to be able to step up and and help offer some solutions uh, you know with the schools out initiative and you know that has really been a, a, a just a, a really a terrific um platform for us to be you know to come come offering something of a solution you know to be to be helpful um, and i think also along with it is engaging so many of my friends you know because everybody's home right now you know tours are either postponed or canceled so i got a lot of buddies who are out of work or you know waiting for a tour season to kick back up for them later this year so to put them to work and to have them be you know involved creatively and to be charitable right now is i think something that that's good for everybody well i mean you started this back in 2018 and who would have thought that now would have been such a wonderful time for this to all kind of come to fruition. Um, you talked about some of the, the, um, you know, people that you have doing this with you, uh, gosh, you know, members of Megadeth Kiko's doing this guys from, uh, anthrax and guns and roses. Just talk about 
kind of how people can can get involved. And I'm sure with all this going on and all the time that's that's necessary and these guys, you know, providing their time that there's a way to uh, to to donate to this foundation and to kind of, you know, keep this thing, keep this thing rolling. Yeah, exactly. There, there is. If, uh, all the information is at Ellison Youth Music Foundation dot org. I know that's kind of a mouthful, so I'll say it again. <laughs> it's uh, Ellison Ellison Youth Music Foundation dot org, and on there is the registration. If you're 18 or younger and a student, and you'd like to sign up for our lessons, you, uh, there that form is there. At the top right of the website is a donate button. Um, if you would like to give any sort of a charitable donation. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So uh, it is a tax deductible donation. And I mean, anything from a dollar to whatever you are feeling that you might want to give, you know, to, to help the charity um, keep, keep moving along. And we are doing a, a really cool thing this, this weekend on Saturday, April 11th, which is Easter Saturday, of course, um, we're doing a, um, essentially a telethon, if you will, we're going to do an eight hour, um, just straight through of, of having of, of a really cool event um, where we're going to be doing uh, interviews, a whole bunch of different people, actors, musicians, comedians uh, coming in. We're going to be we're going to have a half a dozen live performances on on the uh, on the telethon. It's called Oh Say Can You Scream, and all that information too to come into that is is uh, on the Ellison Youth Music Foundation.org website. And it's going to be broadcast on the, uh, the Grammys. Uh, they have a, a, um, an, uh, a part of their business model is the Grammy Music Education Coalition. So it's going to be broadcast on their Twitch account and also over on my David Ellison Facebook. Uh, people can just stop by and we're going to be broadcasting there. So you can just stop by and, and, uh, and watch and enjoy the entertainment. It's going to be eight hours of some fantastic entertainment. Oh, that's tremendous. I mean, you talk about kind of being business as usual for you uh, because of all the endeavors and all the things that you have going on. And uh, we were able to hear on um, Eddie Trunk's show on XM, uh, Sirius XM, the um, Simple Truth single that's uh, going to be officially um, out to be purchased here, I believe, April 17th. Kind of talk to us about that. I think we had John uh, when you released uh, Sleeping Giants, um, and you we talked about your, uh, you know, your base story and some of the shows you had done then. But talk to us about kind of this single. Was it something um, that you had in mind maybe before this? Because I know you're donating the proceeds to Italian uh, Covoid Relief. So was this a song you kind of had in mind already, and just sort of were able to fit it into this uh, universe here? Kind of how did it come well, about? Yeah, no, good question. So we, my, my band for Europe and the, the, the tours with me internationally is actually all based in Italy. So it's me, my singer Tom is in Green Bay, and then drummer and both guitar players are based in, in, uh, in Italy. Um, and so when we got together in early November to do our tour, which was about a week and a half across Italy and, and the southern part of uh, Switzerland, we got together to rehearse and Tom said, he goes, look, why don't we try to write a song today? And so we got together and that song, which became Simple Truth, just kind of fell right off my bass neck. It just sort of landed out there. And um, so between me and Tom and our guitar player, Andrea Martin Jelly, um, we, we composed this tune and and we didn't, you know, have, we just thought, you know, look, that's, that's kind of begin a beginning. And we, and from there, you know, we now have an entire Ellison solo album written that we are now recording uh, during this time. And um, as best we can use technology to do it remotely so far has been working 
terrifically, quite honestly. And last week, once we kicked off the schools initiative, schools out initiative, I, I hit Tom last week and I said, "Listen, you know, we were talking about putting the song Simple Truth out. Why don't we just offer it up as a charitable donation? We'll take all the proceeds that come in from it, and we'll donate it to Italian Red Cross as far as the COVID nineteen relief fund efforts, um, especially since, you know, three members of our band are from Italy and we actually have a, a real personal close uh, connection to them as, as being band members in our band. So that's where this, the, the, all the funds from Simple Truth are being donated to that Italian Red Cross. Well, the song's tremendous. Uh, congratulations on that. And what a wonderful way to sort of include so many people in this. And we just hope it uh, goes tremendously. And thanks for all you're doing right now, David. It's great, uh, great that you're doing it. Um, talk about Tom for a minute. Tom Hazard, of course, we're talking about. You've been kind of partnered with him. Talk about kind of how this this all kind of came to be. You guys have uh, branched out into just a million different endeavors. Uh, you got done books together. Uh, you even have now a, a film company together, and we're going to get to that in a second, but just kind of talk about how you guys sort of uh, formed this uh, friendship and how everything got going. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We're kind of two brothers from another mother, if you will. We're both November Scorpio birthdays, and we're both Midwest guys, and as Tom refers to it as the Midwest Mafia, you know, the Midwest Music Mafia. And it and it kind of <laughs> is that, you know, it's funny. We're, we're kind of kindred spirits in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I'm a few years older than Tom, so I, I'm a 70s Kiss fan, and he's an 80s Kiss fan, just to give you a little wow. perspective on the age there, right? But, <laughs> but uh but you know, it's we look. We're we're both rock and roll guys, and we're both big, you know, music music. Uh, not only music fans, but obviously composers. Tom has had a had a producing career and done A and R for record labels, which is where we met to start the EMP label group about uh, what four or five years ago. And that is really where we connected. Yeah, and I guess I guess it was about five years ago. And I'd known him a little bit back in the two thousands when I was doing artist relations for Petey. I had spoken to Tom. He had represented the band Chimera, who were on Roadrunner at the time. Um, so we, you know, our, we we crossed paths. But when we started the label together, that was really when we became, you know, pretty much, you know, tied at the tied at the creative heart, if you will, you know, together. And that that's when you know business and creativity between the two of us really just you know took took a whole took new a whole, to a whole new level, you know, and. And it has. It looked started with the label, then it went to the coffee company, and then you know now into um, the Youth Music Foundation that we do together, the Ellison Solo Band, um, and yeah, like you said, now the Ellison Films uh, Company and Ellison Books that we're doing now. So we're just really, you know, Tom's been a real a real terrific supporter for me, you know, and he's he's a he's a great uh, idea guy. He's very creative. He's got a great promotional um, mindset to, to how he works. And, and, you know, he would take a bullet for me, man. He's really been a, a terrific friend and a, and a great creative partner for me. Well, let's talk a little bit about the first film that's kind of uh, in the can here for you guys. It's a, a film called dwellers and um, the teaser trailer has been released and things like that. And it stars my good friend, Drew Fortier. And <laughs> what better? I mean, Drew's uh, been in some movies before. How did you kind of get hooked up with him? I mean, I know you're, you're you know, producing the film with your company, but kind of what right. was the process for you as far as um, your, you know, kind of how hands-on are you and have you been with, with this film? Because yeah. it does look tremendous. I'm a horror fan, so I'm, I'm all in. Nice. Well, you know, it's interesting because I go to some of these Comic-Cons and especially the horror cons really work out well. 
you know, because the, I think there's just such a great connection between horror movies and metal music and, and the fans are fans of both usually. And so when Drew um, had approached us and we, we've known Drew, he's certainly a, a friend and he actually even interned for a bit at EMP as we were getting it up and running. He volunteered his time for us to, you know, sort of work as a, as an unpaid, um, you know, uh, employee for us uh, to help with, with a lot of the, you know, the early um, ongoings with the label, but, you know, he, look, he's a creative guy. And so when he, when he came to us with this film idea, dwellers were just like, this is fantastic. And that's when Tom said, he goes, look, let's start Ellison films. Let's be a producer on this. It'll, it'll help, you know, Drew have a home for it so that he can finish the thing up. And, you know, while we did that, I started working with Drew on our first non-fictional book that he and I are writing together. And that launched the Ellison books imprint and we actually have another autobiography um, that we're doing uh, that Tom's actually doing with uh, my my friend, former Megadeth guitar player Chris Poland, that we're going to do through the Ellison Books imprint as well. So um, you know, it's it's the, these things. It's just it's just so fun to just collaborate. And and I and I, you know, when people work together, man, you just build up something that's greater than the sum of its parts. Well, absolutely, and congratulations on, on on that and all the endeavors. It's just it's truly amazing to think about you know, being a kid and hearing an album like Killing Is My Business and thinking about that bass player when I get older is going to be like a renaissance man. Who would have ever thought, right? It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I'm fortunate that, you know, I grew up on a farm in Minnesota, but my dad, as, as the Ellison men before him, you know, they were I'm fourth generation Ellison's here in, in America, you know, and they were they were always very astute, educated, very driven men you know and when they got into you know they were men of industry and when they were in they were in, you know and and so i guess i'm fortunate that i was raised in that bloodline and you know i had i had great parents you know so if anything the credit goes to my parents for raising me well absolutely well i tell you what, let's talk a little bit uh, a little megadeth here because obviously this epidemic has um affected so many people in so many different ways but megadeth uh, really it kind of halted some momentum for you guys just a little bit here because you just wrapped up um, your European tour with Five Figure Death Punch and Bad Wolves. Um, you know, Dave Mustaine uh, gets the clean bill of health and you guys are kind of full bore on, an, on a new album and things like that. And, and then this kind of hits. Uh, just kind of talk about how it was getting back on stage for those uh, European shows. And obviously you have a, a huge tour planned um, this fall with Lamb of God and, and many more and In Flames. And Trivium, so just kind of talk about where things are in the Megadeth camp right now. And obviously, when it comes to that tour, it's wait and see. But hopefully, it's far off enough in the distance that we can uh, make that one happen. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's that's for now. We're keeping everything as it is, and you know, just kind of keeping an eye on it, like I think the whole world is with with all activities right now. But um, yeah, I mean, look, as far as the new album goes, we have the album written. We're actually plan to be starting recording it last week, but with everything that's going on, uh, it's prudent that we obviously make sure it's going to be safe to travel and safe to be working in studios. And, you know, cause it isn't just the studios. It's the guy that goes out to get the sandwiches and it's the guy that delivers the gear to the studio. I mean, there's a lot of people that are involved in that, you know, so as long as we have social distancing, it's, it's not very wise for us to be together, <laughs> you know? So, you know, we're trying to adhere to, you know, those mandates as well, which is, which, you know, I think is just good judgment, but the good news is the record is written and we're ready to go. So as soon as we can get together to do that, we will. And, um, I would say, you know, in my, in my timeline, it's, you know, it's a 2021 release when that will come out. 
but um, we do have this other touring, um, you know, um, scheduled for this year and, and, uh, and beyond. I mean, you know, I think fortunately Megadeth is at this point now where um, we can go perform with or without a new album. And uh, the song people still want to hear the songs. They love to see the band perform. And, and so, you know, life, life moves on regardless. I don't think I'd um, had a chance to ask you um, last time. I don't think it had happened yet, but how, how was mega cruise? What, what was that like? That looked just like a bunch of fun. I wish I could have been on that. It was really good. And, you know, Dave wasn't able to appear because he was just, you know, coming out of his, his treatments for uh, cancer. So obviously he didn't go, but you know, my, my solo band had been out on tour um, since July uh, last year. So we were very tightened up and, we were able to throw some Megadeth songs in the mix and get up on stage and play them. And quite honestly, people were just so thrilled that, that me and Dirk and Kiko were there and that we, we played host for the cruise and, and, uh, you know, members of Anthrax and Testament and Bisto Blanco and Doro and so many other people really stepped up in Dave's absence to really make it a, a memorable cruise for the fans. So it, it, it was just absolutely fantastic. Well, I tell you what, David, before we let you go, uh, got to end here with our final four drum roll, uh, four quick questions. And you kind of just give us whatever comes to mind, my friend. Okay. Okay. Um, so as we near, this is unbelievable, but we are nearing, I believe in September, it'll be the uh, 30th anniversary of rust in peace. Uh, what is your favorite song to play live from that album? Five magics. Ah, easy one. Good. That's a good, that's uh that's probably mine too. Hangar 18 never fails. Of course, that's uh, most people know that one, but that's uh that's a great answer. Um, if, uh, of course this is all not, not going to be the case, but if there, there was no more touring, there were no more concerts. What is the last concert that you've attended? Megadeth, five finger death punch, bad wolves. <laughs> mine was Y and T and I, you know what? I think I could take that one if that's how it had to go. So, not bad. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what if are you a sports fan and what sports have you missed the most, whether it be March madness, baseball starting, um, and, or golf, are, are, are you a sports fan and what sports are you, have you missed the most? I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but I follow it, but yeah, I'd say probably baseball kicking off and especially here in Arizona where I live, this is the home of spring training. So, um, to have that cancel and not be just kind of part of our flow of the, of the traffic and the life of, of, of Scottsdale, Arizona was a real shame. So I'm looking forward to when the season finally gets kicking off again. Well, because I'm so on board with um, your singer and, and uh, partner there, Tom, about 80s Kiss, I'm going to force you into picking a favorite 80s Kiss album. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go with Dynasty, even though that was the first Kiss album I did not buy. Um, but I will go with that one because at least that one was in my wheelhouse. Now I think was that 79 or was that 80? I can't That remember. was 79 and unmasked was oh, 80. Okay. All right. So it doesn't even qualify. All right. So, okay. Well then I'm going to have to go with, um, creatures of the night. Oh, I love creatures of the night. War machine. One of my favorite kiss songs, David. Yep, exactly. That's oh, heck the one yeah. That sells it for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great stuff, man. Thank you so much for, for, for joining us again. It's always so great to have you on. And I'll tell you what, um, definitely excited about all, all the projects you have and thanks so much for everything you're doing and, uh, helping yep. keeping people's spirits up, man. That's what it's all about. And we'll, uh, get through this together and we'll commence to rocking ASAP, my friend. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for your support, Clint. See you, man. Always. Bye -bye. Thank you.
Great to catch up with uh, David Ellison, kind of a renaissance man, talking about his school's out initiative as well as his new single, Simple Truth, from his eponymous solo band, Ellison, and uh, donating the proceeds to um, Italian COVID-19 relief. We certainly applaud all of his efforts and can't wait to hear the new Megadeth album, and we certainly hope we can see them out on tour with uh, Lamb of God here this fall in America. So without further ado, going to head to our next interview. It is with Mitch Perry. The guy's done it all. Let's take you to that interview now that I was able to do with Mitch uh, about a week ago. How you doing, man? Uh, doing good, man. How about yourself? Oh, you know what? As good as could possibly be. You know, what we found is during these these uh, kind of crazy times that whereas most artists come on our show and it's 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 a kind of a mundane part of their day. They got to do an interview, got to promote an album. But you know what? Now we find that most are excited to do it because they get to talk a little <laughs> music. Hey, you know what? So taking it in stride. It's all good, right? <laughs> uh, you know, hey, this is the thing. This, this is a horrible thing we're dealing with and, and whatnot. But, you know, kind of like the song Believe. It, we will get past it, and it's going. We're going to be right back to you know normal eventually. We are, and like you mentioned, the song "Believe." You guys, the Mitch Perry group, you guys are, you know, there to provide a much needed distraction and a positive message of hope with this song "Believe." We've uh, definitely seen the single uh, on YouTube. We've we've heard it. Mitch, just kind of take us through this. Is this a song? that just kind of popped up organically? Is this something that you already had in the can and just kind of the timing worked out? Just take us into this song. Yeah, and kind no, of it, it all. This, this was pretty much timing. Uh, yeah. We'd had the song. We were doing the album. In fact, we'd finished uh, mixing it the week before all this stuff blew wide open. And so we'd gotten the record to the pressers and we're getting all our uh, business together to put it out. And then... Lo and behold, we're all told to stay in our homes and there's no more getting together on, on any of the stuff we needed to do. Uh, having said that, I knew we had this video shot for our EPK of when we were tracking the song. So I called my, uh, my video guy up and said, hey, uh, can you take the video that we already shot? And go and find whatever footage is out there and uh, put us a... Uh, real nice video together you know that that basically just follows the lyrics of the song you know and and we he did and what you uh, see is what you get well it's it's tremendous uh keith england singing vocals on that song but you have a, a cast of characters here on this album which is called music box which is tremendous uh, i just got done previewing it um you've got uh some tremendous women um shelly bonnet and um uh, Kara Turner also singing on this thing. You have a myriad of players on this. How did you sort of formulate all this and, and kind of get all this together uh, to, to record this album? There's a lot of great players on this thing. Well, you know, there is a basic band there and the basic core band is basically my band that I play with locally around here in LA. Um, I do a residence every Sunday at the beach where I live and, uh, it's an incredible band. We, you know, we have Dan McNay on bass and Ed Roth and Dave Schultz alternate on the keyboards and Keith England and Kara Turner both sing with us. So that, that part of the band morphed right into the studio. Um, I fleshed it out with Tal Bergman on drums, who's one of my favorite drummers on the planet. Um, has been for a long time. He was the uh, drummer in Billy Idol's band. They did Cradle of Love and, 
He's more recently been playing with Joe Bonamassa the last five years. Um, so we got him. And then we added a, a myriad of uh, other uh, instruments. Uh, we had, you know, Doug Pettibone from John Mayer's band come in and play uh, pedal steel and some slide guitar. I had uh, Katja Reicherman, who's a sax player from Rod Stewart's band, and King, who's a trumpet player, who toured with Guns N' Roses. Um, so, you know, we had a, a whole lot of neat people on this record and, uh, it, you know, I'm really proud of what we put together here. It's a, it's a bunch of classic rock, um, kind of in the style of seventies. I, I recorded it with, uh, no click tracks. The band is playing at once. So it's hopefully as organic and real a record as you're going to get. Oh, that's the. Absolutely. Then that's the word I was going to kind of go with next. You talked about wanting to make this album kind of organic sounding. And I feel like in this day and age where, you know, a lot of artists we talk to, it's uh, a lot of sending, you know, MP3s back and forth through people's computers and drop boxes. Just talk about being able to do it this way and kind of the advantages of why and why you kind of prefer this and why you think it works so well for you guys. Now, now, let let me, before I answer that, let me just say, especially in light of the lockdown and everything, sending stuff back and forth. When you look at what so many musicians on, you know, on the drop of a dime have been able to turn around and make, you know, with either people playing together, you know, albeit in different places or people recording a song together, or even people recording themselves, um, you know, on multi-tracks and then videotaping it. Um, you know, they, they, there's a lot of amazing stuff you can do. One of the only things you can't do with that is capture the magic of the combustion of two people playing together, or three, or four. There's a magic that happens when... A, a, when instruments are relating back and forth uh, to each other that you just as much as you can analyze somebody's track and play in between it you don't get that spontaneous feel at least for my for my taste you don't uh so that's why i did it this way absolutely yeah kind of talk about your musical journey kind of getting to this point with uh, the Mitch Perry group, because obviously you've played with so many great artists, so many legendary albums. I mean, playing with uh, Edgar Winter and um, huge heaven fan um, Steeler and Aerosmith MSG, but you get to this point in your career, you've been in Hollywood for a long time and kind of, do you feel like your career sort of, you always saw yourself kind of getting to this point where you kind of were in control. It was your band. I mean, is, is that kind of where you always wanted to, to get to eventually? Absolutely. I mean, way sooner than eventually, but it just never worked out that way. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, had, I had been doing projects all along the, uh, all, you know, ever since I was in Shanker's band, I mean, I'd been, I'd had bands on the side, whether it be Bad Boys, which was with Paul Shortino, whether it was 7% Solution, which was Ralph Sainz, who is Michael Starr from Steel Panther. I mean, I had those bands and they were incredible bands. And, they, you know, for all intents and purposes, they, you know, yes, they were band projects, but I wrote all the riffs. You know, I brought them to the, you know, rehearsal hall and said, hey, try this, hey, try this. And, you know, so, I mean, I'd been trying to get 
quote unquote my own record deal for a long time, but you know, it just seemed to always kind of lead to me working with other people. And uh now we're finally now we're finally doing it. And doing it uh tremendous. And I'm so so happy for you and congratulations on on that, of course. And you talk you mentioned uh Michael Schenker. I'm such a fan and um and I kinda had heard and you know for our audience that uh, maybe hasn't heard this interview i remember hearing you talk about how michael just kind of found you in a studio found you in the studio you had like the same management and he said hey i think you might work out well for a a guitar solo on this certain song or or whatever and just kind of talk about kind of joining up with him because that's that macaulay shanker era i'm such a fan of yeah that that was a really 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 fortuitous set of circumstances what happened it wasn't in a studio um it was when i was in the band heaven and we were recording knocking on heaven's door michael had come down to the studio and i'd met him he saw me play the keyboards on knocking on heaven's door so he knew that i did that now fast forward a couple of years later and i'm out in la and i'm hanging out with pete way and johnny d from wasted at the oakwood apartments and lo and behold, Michael and Robin start staying there. And I see Michael at the pool one day. He comes over. He says, man, what are you doing? And I, uh, you know, just hanging out. And he goes, well, he goes, we're looking for a uh, new, we need a keyboard player, guitar player. You want to do it? And I said, well, that would be great. But I don't want to play rhythm all night. And he, he goes, well, you do all this tapping stuff, which I don't do. He says, I think people want to hear that as well. If you play that way and don't sound like I do, then this could be a cool thing all the way around. I go, yeah, it sounds like it. He says, I have a solo I'd like you to try. When can you do it? <laughs> when do you want? He says, what are you doing right now? I said, swimming. <laughs> he says, well, come on down to the studio. So I go upstairs, I get my guitar, hop in the car with Michael to, you know, we go down to Sound City, you know, the the Sound City. See, this story didn't make Dave Grohl's film, but it should have. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so so we walk into uh, Sound City, Michael, myself, and our guitars, and I've never met Andy Johns, the album's producer. You know, I've never met Robin, the singer. I've never met Olaf Schroeder, the band's German man manager, and none of them have ever met me. But Michael walks in with a big smile and says, hey, guys, this is Mitch. He's going to play this solo on Give Me Your Love. And they look at him like <laughs> he's a crazy man, and take him out of the uh, control room, take him into another room, and I'm sitting there by myself for the next half hour going, well, that was nice. But it never happened. Uh, but as you can see, it did happen. And I ended up joining the band. And it was a great period of my career. One I'm very uh, proud to be a part of. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it's uh, Perfect Timing is, is my favorite uh, MSG album from any incarnation. And <clears throat> just tremendous stuff all around. So I got to, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. Got to ask you about, of course, living in L.A. for as long as you have, Mitch. The musical scene, the climate, so much has changed over the years, man. So kind of take us through that. Like you went through the, you know, obviously the 80s and the hair metal scene explodes and you're there for that. And all this happens. And gosh, you're in Quiet Riot before it's really Quiet Riot. It's called Debro at the time. And fast forward, here we are 40 years later. Just kind of talk about the musical scene in L.A. and kind of what it's meant to you over these years. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, obviously, as you know, I was in Quiet Riot. I, 
the Quiet Riot did exist before Dubrow, and and this is yeah. how that all went down. Is Randy had gotten asked to do the Ozzy thing, and he took off. So Kevin was auditioning new guitar players to replace Randy, but he wasn't going to call the band Quiet Riot. And I happened, you know, just luck and timing, I happened to meet up with him right after Randy flew out to England. So um, I ended up uh, jumping in there in the band called Dubrow. But I, I was only in that for about four gigs, and I ended up going right into Gwen Hughes's band from there. Although, you know, the, the time we spent working on that kind of led to uh, some dead ends and you know, my career carried on in a different direction. But I mean, from all of that, uh, the LA scene has been an incredible place to play. We've always had great jam uh, nights out here and we still got that, you know, even though the original scene isn't quite what it was, we still have a great, you know, uh, great system to play. Uh, We've got the whiskey where we do our ultimate jam nights on Tuesday. I'm part of the house band there. Um, and then, you know, like I said, the, the, the players out here still are just, there are so many great players. You walk into any place that's putting a live band on, you're going to hear some good music these days out here. Yeah, no question about it. I actually caught one of those, um, the jam nights, uh, last March. It seems crazy to think just a year ago I was out there and, uh, how things have changed in just one year's time. But, uh, Mitch, I tell you what, um, I, I just am so proud of what you've done. And I think that this album is really important. And the song Believe is something that uh, we definitely need. Uh, people need music now more than ever. This is, I think, in a lot of ways, great timing on your guys' part because people need the distraction. They need, uh, they're del- giving more time to music, delving into, taking time to delving into new albums and things. So I really think this is going to be great for you guys. And it's a, it's a tremendous debut album. And you guys have a lot going for you. So but high marks for me, if it means anything at all. <laughs> Well, much appreciated. I, I, I'm really proud of what we did here, and uh, I just hope uh, everybody knows where to go check it out. And in case they don't, you know, there's the Mitch Perry Group dot com, and then you've also got um, it's available on iTunes, it's on Amazon, any any of the places you can get your music, uh, you will find this. We will have hard copies uh, available that you'll be able to get through the website, um, but we're not able to press them up as of now because the sure. pressing plant is closed. So, What about, you um, obviously, obviously you talk about uh, doing kind of a residency. Obviously, we're, we, there's just too much uncertainty to make any kind of bold predictions, but um, kind of plans, thoughts thrown out there for kind of how you want to present this live at some point, kind of do some oh, well, maybe West Coast dates or? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, as I mentioned, this band basically plays, has played live for the last three years every Sunday. And right. the way we do our gigs, the way we do our gigs on Sunday, I mean, song, you know, we'll do cover songs, but they're not cover songs we we don't work them out the way they are on the record and we leave places in the little uh portholes in the middle of the song where we can go off and just jam however we want i don't mean soloing over the same change 22 times i mean we'll, we'll make up music as we go as a band it's it's a really really neat thing we do on sundays uh and 
I wanted, when I recorded this album, I wanted to have that band. I wanted to do jam band stuff, but I go, well, it's a new band and no one knows this. So we've got to put some songs together. And then, you know, I, I basically just tried to take the strongest songs I could come up with, but still songs that led themselves to the way I want to play live. And lo and behold, this is what we came up with. And when you hear us play this stuff live, it will be wildly, wildly different than the record version. I mean, you'll get the parts of the songs that you like, but you'll you'll hear the band go off into little musical journeys in the middle of them and they'll they won't be gratuitous and like you know put you to sleep it's going to be a pretty neat deal so i yes the the answer is i have very specific plans to get the band out there and, and play live because i think our live performance is even better than what we put down on the album um unfortunately any details on that sure are pure <laughs> they're pure conjecture at this point that's where we are right now. And Mitch, hopefully the next time, I, you know, we talk to you, things are uh, on the up and up and we're ready to get back to some normalcy, man. But I can't thank you enough for, for joining us here. It's been a true honor and best of luck with everything. The album is called Music Box. It's tremendous. Uh, MitchPerryGroup.com. You can get all the information on that and all the news coming up. Hopefully there's lots to come. Mitch, thank you so much, my friend. We'll catch up soon. Uh, thanks a lot, man. You take care. You bet. Huge thanks to both of our guests. David Ellison from Megadeth, Mitch Perry. It's been a true pleasure, and we hope that you enjoyed the podcast. Always feel free to leave us a star review if you like what you hear, and uh, some feedback is always appreciated. It helps us uh, continue on, get more guests, keep doing what we do, and expand the podcast. Gosh, it's been over 170 episodes now. Really started this back in 2015, and thanks to you guys, it's been able to grow to what it is today. Can't thank you enough. Again, the website is musicmaniapodcast.com, and Our uh, bigger umbrella to this day is ignitroentertainment.com, so be sure to check out uh, both websites and keep up to date on all the music and um, pop culture news on Ignitro Entertainment, uh, as well as Music Media Podcast, so thank you so much. Uh, Big interview next week with uh, Eric Martin from Mr. Big, and again, like I said, we have Gus G from Ozzy Osbourne's band and Firewind coming up, so much more. Guys, what... What has been the biggest trouble for you when it comes to this pandemic? Is it missing music, missing going to restaurants? What is it for you? I want to hear what you think because a lot of shows have already been canceled or postponed. We know that the summer is going to be touch and go, whether there's going to be any shows at all or not, which is really unfortunate. But Tommy Lee keeps saying that the stadium tour is a go. And I'm sure that they have to use clever language with that when it comes to cancellations. We know Ticketmaster is already in the process of screwing people because they don't want to issue refunds for these postponed slash canceled shows. We don't know when they're actually going to happen. Honestly, I think that the stadium tour, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Poison is going to happen, but it won't happen until 2021. That's just my belief. I don't have any inside information on that. It's just hard to imagine stadiums of 30, 40,000 people occurring as soon as June. It just doesn't seem possible. Maybe it is. I hope it is. I hope it happens because if that tour happens, that means a lot of tours are going to happen. We're going to get back to normal a lot quicker than we thought. Let's hope it does because right here on the Music Media Podcast, we got your back. All the interviews, all the stories, you hear them right here. We'll be back next week.